Okay, before we get into this episode, I just want to take a second to remind everyone that if you like the show, please leave a review, hit the like button, and share with your friends. Also, feel free to hit me up with your questions or comments. My email and Instagram are located in the show notes. Alright, so let's get on with the episode. Okay, so I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't think we landed on the moon. That's right. I said it. I believe that the greatest achievement in human history is a complete and utter fabrication. It's like the Red Hot Chili Peppers said, Space may be the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement. Now, upon hearing this, you are probably having one of two reactions. You are either excited or you're disappointed. If you're excited, it's because you are It's because you either agree with me or at the very least you are interested and open to the possibility that the world is not what it seems. And if you're disappointed, it is because, well, there's actually a lot of reasons you are disappointed, but one of the main reasons is that you blindly believe what you have been told by the ruling class and authority figures. You believe that the shadows on the wall represent the truest form of reality and that anyone who questions this reality is a threat. And typically that is par for the course when it comes to saying anything that goes against the mainstream narrative. People are either with you or against you. Anyway, if you find yourself feeling disappointed about my thoughts on the moon, I encourage you to listen because the point of this episode is not really about the moon. And don't worry, we're still going down that rabbit hole. Instead, the point of this episode is to understand the benefits of being curious, having an open mind, and asking questions about the world in which we live. See, here's the thing. If you don't ask questions and just blindly accept what you have been told, then you will always be trapped in the cave. See, there's a reason many of us relate to the allegory of the cave, the Matrix, or the Truman Show, because they all tell the same story. And that story is that we are trapped in a false reality, which is is controlled by some outside force. In fact, this same story has been told forever. The Gnostic version of Adam and Eve tell the same story. Even the oldest writing we have on record, the Sumerian tablets, tell the story of humans being created and enslaved by an alien race known as the Anunnaki, and that the leaders of the Anunnaki, Inki, and Enlil, were divided. Enlil wanted to keep humans dumb and unconscious, so we would be nothing more than mindless slaves. And Inky, who felt compassion for his creation, gave us consciousness and encoded us with the ability to unlock knowledge with the hopes that we would one day wake up and free ourselves from slavery. What's really interesting about these tablets is is that this is not some wacky conspiracy theory. It is not disputed what these tablets say. So I want you to think about that for a second. The oldest writing we have on record basically says that we are trapped in the matrix and that the goal is to escape. So is this true? Are we prisoners being controlled by some outside force? Well, think about your life and what you've been told. From the moment you were born, without your awareness or consent, you were programmed with very specific initial conditions. You were given a backstory about who you are and where you are. You were also given a brief general history about all the major events that happened before you arrived. 
all of which is responsible for your current values, beliefs, and view of reality. And here's the real mind blower. If you were given different programming, if you were told a different story, everything would be different. You would be different. Your beliefs and values would be different, and the way in which you view the world would be different. So then, how do you know if the backstory you were told is accurate and true? And let's take that even a step further. How do you know if the narrative you are being told about recent and current events is accurate and true? The answer is, you don't. See, remember what George Orwell famously said in 1984. Those who control the present control the past, and those who control the past control the future. Or another famous saying is, history is always written by the winners. This means that if someone, some group, or some entity wanted, wanted to control an entire population of people, one of the first things they would do is control the narrative. However, if the narrative is being controlled and history is being altered in real time, all hope is still not lost. You can, see, you can slowly start to discover the truth by opening your mind and asking questions instead of blindly accepting what others tell you. But let me warn you, the deeper you go, the weirder it gets. Which brings us to the moon. Now, before we get into the events of the moon landing, it is worth noting that the moon, in general, is really strange. The moon has some curious physical, spiritual, and energetic properties. Now, these properties don't necessarily have anything to do with whether or not we landed on the moon, but they do add to the overall general mystery of the universe. And that's the thing. Our world... This universe in which we reside is a fascinating place full of mystery, but the problem is that due to social conditioning, many of us have lost our sense of wonder, awe, and curiosity, and as a result, we stop being curious and now we just take things at face value. So let's take a look at some of the bizarre aspects of the moon. So the moon is in synchronous rotation with Earth which means we always see the same side of the moon. How does that work? How is it even possible? Definitely seems strange. However, most people think nothing of it. Another thing is our moon is really big compared to the other moons in the solar system with respect to planet size. In fact, when you compare moon size with respect to planet size, our moon proportionally is the biggest in the solar system. The moon is also 400 times smaller than the sun, but it's also 400 times closer to Earth, which seems like an unusual coincidence, especially if it just happened randomly, but this is why it's possible to see a total solar eclipse where the sun and, and the moon appear to be the, exactly the same size. The moon is crucial to maintaining the balance of our delicate ecosystem as it affects the ocean tides, regulates the spin of the earth, and it influences our seasons. And the different phases of the moon also affect animal behavior differently. The moon also seems to affect human behavior. 
Now, I'm not sure if this has been proven by science, but we all know that full moons have a different vibe and a reputation for being wild. Not to mention that we have the word lunatic in our vocabulary. The basic definition of lunatic is a mentally ill person, but a deeper definition of the word is related to the moon. Lunatic is related to the word luna, who in Roman mythology was known as the goddess of the moon. Older definitions of the word lunatic describe people who were affected with periodic episodes of insanity, which were related to the cycles of the moon. Also, energetically, the moon is a complement or polar opposite to the sun and is a representation of the Holy Trinity or the Hermetic Principle of Gender, where the sun represents masculine energy, the moon represents feminine energy, and the earth represents the offspring of the two energies. So, you know, just some general information about the moon, which is interesting and weird. So now let's get into the moon landing. So that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Those were the famous words uttered by Neil Armstrong on July 20th, 1969, as he became the first human to ever set foot on the moon, which is considered to be the greatest achievement in human history. But the question is, did this event ever happen? Is the moon landing the greatest achievement or the greatest hoax in human history? The moon landing is what I call a red pill event, because just looking into the event with an open mind will wake you up to other possibilities. What's crazy, it, what's crazy is even if we actually did land on the moon, and that is a big if, there are enough weird anomalies and things that don't add up to at least make you realize that there is much more to the story than you've been told. Remember, the moon landing is considered to be the greatest achievement of mankind, and an achievement of this magnitude deserves to be looked over with a fine-tooth comb, and questions should be asked, especially when the feat has never been repeated outside of the Apollo program. Okay, so if the moon landing was fake, what evidence is there to support this theory? Well, the first place to start is the why. Every good conspiracy theory, false flag event, or covert operation needs a why. So why fake the moon landing? The answer is actually fairly simple. See, we were in an extremely intense Cold War with the Soviet Union. The Cold War featured the two greatest superpowers on the planet, the United States and Soviet Union, going head-to-head, -head, fighting for supreme dominance in every aspect of life. And one of the biggest battlegrounds for this war was the space race. And, well, at the beginning of this space race, the Soviet Union was dominating by putting both the first satellite and the first person into outer space. So if the United States was going to pull off this upset victory, they had to get to the moon before the Soviet Union. Now, the theory goes that at some point, the U.S. realized that they could not get to the moon, so instead, the plan was to fake it, essentially tricking the Soviet Union and forcing them to waste money and resources trying to keep up with us. And to be honest, it was a great plan that actually worked extremely well, as the Soviet Union was never able to put a man on the moon, and then shortly after, the Soviet Union collapsed, resulting in the United States becoming the number one superpower in the world. Right? USA. USA. <laughs> USA. 
So, so that's the why. That's the reason they would fake the moon landing. Now let's look at the evidence. So the biggest piece of evidence is the fact that we have not been back since. Not only have we, the United States, not been back, but no other country has ever made it back to the moon. According to the story, we first landed on the moon on July 20th, 1969, which was 53 years ago. 53 years is a long time, and think about all the technological advancements we have made over the last 50 years. In fact, the phone in your pocket, which you are most likely using to listen to this podcast, has more than a million times more memory and a hundred thousand times more computing power than the guidance computer aboard Apollo 11. So not only have we not been back to the moon, but no human other than the time other than the times we supposedly went to the moon has been more than 400 miles above Earth's surface. So let's put some things in perspective. The International Space Station is around 250 miles above Earth's surface. The moon, on the other hand, is over 200,000 miles from the Earth's surface. Other than the Apollo program, which started in 1961 and lasted till 1972, no human has ever gone further than the International Space Station. In other words, in 2022, we are barely capable of taking humans 300 miles above Earth's surface, let alone going 200,000 miles. How is that even possible? So one of the reasons for this limit is the Van Allen Belt, which is a belt of radiation that surrounds the Earth. This belt starts about 400 miles above Earth's surface. The issue with this belt is that the, radi the radiation levels are so high that it is not clear how to get humans safely through the zone. Yet you must pass through the Van Allen Belt twice, first time getting to the moon and then on the way back, returning to Earth. So other pieces of evidence are the press conference. The Apollo 11 press conference featuring Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins is extremely fascinating. These guys just completed the greatest achievement in human history, and the press conference was a somber, almost depressing event. And you can actually see this on YouTube. You can find the, the actual press conference. Now, I'm not sure how you were supposed to act, but if it was me and I just did the impossible, my press conference would look like I had just won the Super Bowl. There would be champagne, music, and strippers. So another piece of evidence is the actual lunar module. This is the craft that was used to actually land on the moon. You can see high-resolution photos of it everywhere, including photos of it on the moon. I will also post a photo of it to my Instagram page. I encourage you to look at it because upon close inspection, it almost looks like a joke. At the very least, it looks like some sort of replica that was made using household items for under $500. It looks extremely fragile and is literally covered in foil and even appears to be taped together in several sections. Another piece of evidence? My gut. <laughs> That's right, I'm listing my gut feeling as a piece of evidence. I remember watching Apollo 13, the movie about the failed moon mission starring Tom Hanks when I was around 14 years old. 
I just remember watching the movie thinking something didn't add up. I kept wondering how they were capable of such amazing feats of engineering and bravery in what felt like the distant past, and yet somehow we lost all that ability. It just seems odd. Also, the spaceships in the movie, which were perfect replicas of the real thing, just seemed so primitive and unfit for the actual task at hand. I mean, think about it. In order to get to the moon, you must travel 200,000 miles through outer space, orbit the moon, get into the lunar module, and then land on the moon, drive a dune buggy around, plant a flag, hit some golf balls, then get back into the lunar module, take off from the moon's surface, redock with your spaceship, turn it around, and travel another 200,000 miles back to Earth. All with 1960s technology. Okay, I'm joking about my gut feeling being a piece of evidence. Actually, I'm half joking because I am learning that our gut feelings are much more powerful and even more accurate than we think. I will definitely be talking about this in a future episode. Anyway, on a more serious note, another piece of evidence is Operation Paperclip. Operation Paperclip was a secret United States intelligence program in which more than 1,600 Nazi German scientists, engineers, and technicians were employed by the U.S. government after the end of World War II. In other words, the U.S. government actively recruited Nazis and placed them in high-level positions of power, which in itself is wild and crazy. Anyway, one of the Nazis taken in taken in Operation Paperclip was Werner von Braun, who, having served as one of the head scientists of the Nazi party, essentially became the head of NASA during the Apollo missions. Now, I don't know about you, but it is definitely strange that a Nazi became the man in charge of our space program. And make no mistake about it, von Braun signed up for the Nazi party on his own terms. In other words, he wasn't some innocent scientist who was forced to work for the Nazis. He wanted to serve, and he was a high-ranking official. Now, if that's not strange enough, on Warner von Braun's gravestone, there is a Bible verse. So, the Bible verse is Psalms 19, verse 1, which says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament sheweth his handiwork. So let me read that again. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament sheweth his handiwork. So this verse is interesting because it mentions the firmament. In biblical cosmology, the firmament is a solid dome that was created by God during his creation of the world to divide the primal sea into upper and lower portions so that dry land could appear. To understand this more, We need to go into the Genesis creation story. So I'm going to read Genesis 1 verses 6 through 9. So then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, 
Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place, and let dry land appear. And it was so. Now, obviously, I'm not one of those people who thinks that everything in the Bible is correct and true, but it is extremely weird that the person who was in charge of the space program mentions the firmament after he died. Was he trying to relay a cryptic message that we not only never made it to the moon, but also that maybe it's not even possible? Does the firmament actually exist? Remember, the firmament, at least according to the Bible, is considered to be a solid dome. I'm not going to get into the rabbit hole of the firmament, but let me tell you, that is another wild ride. Anyway, other pieces of evidence are NASA losing the moon telemetry data and recording over the original moon landing broadcast tapes. Also, in the photos that were taken on the moon, you can see non-parallel shadows. This is the result. This is most likely the result of studio lighting. See, the only source, the only light source on the moon should be from the sun. And because the sun is over 94 million miles away, all shadows should be parallel. And the list goes on and on. See, I just listed a few of the strange anomalies. If you're interested in going down the moon landing rabbit hole in much more depth, I highly encourage you to watch two documentaries, which I have linked in the show notes. One called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. And the other is American Moon. See, whether you believe the moon landing was real or fake, either way, watching these documentaries will blow your mind. Which leads me to the biggest question most people have on this topic, and that is, why does any of this matter? See, most people say something to the effect of, who cares if we landed on the moon or not? The government does all kinds of shady stuff. Who cares? I have real problems to worry about. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely understand this argument. See, we have all become so trapped in the system that sadly, if we found out that the moon landing was fake, it almost wouldn't matter because we have bills to pay and mouths to feed, and most people are doing everything they can just to keep their heads above water. Now, despite all that, it still matters because if they, the government, the elite, whoever, can lie about the greatest achievement in human history, it means that they can and will lie about anything and everything. It's also proof that you are, in fact, living in a false reality, that the Truman Show and Matrix weren't just fictional movies. They are, in fact, documentaries. This also means that if they are willing to lie to you, they don't care about you or your well-being. So let me ask you a question. How much would you trust someone who has a reputation for being a liar? Would you take their health advice? Would you take their financial advice? Would you be willing to take their recommendation and follow their orders without ever asking any questions? Well, I I mean, I hope not. And that's why this matters, because it wakes us up and makes us realize that the puppet masters, the ones who cast the shadows, may not have our best intentions in mind. And if they don't have our best intentions in mind, then we should at the very least be asking questions and doing our own research instead of just trusting the science and blindly following orders of the politicians. Look, some of you are not ready for this, and I get it. 
But just know that when it comes to questioning the events, rules, orders, and recommendations of the people in charge, know that it is a delicate dance of making sure that you do not get sucked too far down the rabbit hole while also making sure that you are well informed so that you can make the best decision for yourself and your family. Because when it comes to making the best decision for yourself and your family, you should know that the government, the politicians, celebrities, the large corporations, and the billionaires are not necessarily your friends. They are not here to help you or tell you the truth, especially if the truth harms their reputation or exposes their corruption. The only way to truly thrive is to take the responsibility into your own hands and strive to learn the truth about your reality. In order to learn the truth, you have to be curious. You have to have an open mind, be skeptical of the so-called leaders, and most importantly, ask tons of questions. See you on the other side.